Hi guys, welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. On the couch, I'm really excited to have Andre. Andre is the CEO at Mnemonic. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Correct, yeah. Although uh, the name might change in the future because we are still iterating on it. Uh, but for now, the name is Mnemonic, correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. And so welcome to the couch, Andre. Nice to have you. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, so on Startup Couches, what we do is we have amazing founders come on the couch to talk about the products that they are you know building um talk about the journeys that is you know led them to get into build these products and like the impact these products is making or would make in our communities today all right so jumping right into it what is mnemonic and how does it work so mnemonic is the uh, place on the internet for everyone who owns nfts uh, non-fungible tokens that uh, users buy on different blockchains um, and mnemonic is the place to centralize uh, those uh, those nfts in one single place and showcase them to uh, to the world so uh, mnemonic could be described as the only link you will ever need for your nft collection okay um that's really really amazing so for those who do not know how would you describe nfts like describe nfts to say a 10 year old today sure uh nft which uh stands for uh, non-fungible uh, token is the type of token that uh you can buy on blockchain <clears throat> and the difference with uh the difference of uh nft from uh like a standard token let's say uh, ethereum or or bitcoin is that uh those tokens are uh fungible in in a way that you don't care which uh, one I give you for as long as it has the same value, right? Like a dollar, for example. You don't yeah. you don't care which dollar you, you get. Um, the non-fungible uh, token means that each token is unique and it might have its own uh, value attached to it, the, the price essentially. And the price might change depending on the market condition and, and the resale value on like a secondary market. And so... Um, uh, NFTs really represent uh, something that is non-fungible. This could be either a digital item, like a piece of uh, digital art, or it could be a physical item, which uh, could be created could be created in the physical world, but also has uh, like a digital twin that lives on blockchain um, that represents that item in the in the real world. Okay. Okay. So, um, if if I had like a jacket and like an actual physical jacket and it was an NFT, is right. it going to like have um, some QR codes, some identifier that shows that it is an, an NFT? Like how's it going to be? Right. So there are there are two sides from which um, currently uh, brands, for example, since you brought it up, uh, are approaching this. So um, let's say you bought a pair of uh, fancy sneakers um, and. Yeah, you also you could also buy uh, an NFT, and um, in this case, you get uh, an NFT, which is a digital representation of your uh, pair of sneakers. Yeah. But also, you get a physical item. So this, in this case, uh, like the actual pair that you can wear. Um, and in this case, uh, this is this use case is called digital twin. Um, so you can resell then uh, your NFT. Um, on the secondary market on, on the blockchain, for example, to someone who would uh, use it, who would, who would like to use it as part of their um, 
digital avatar or for example preserve it as part of their uh, online collection and showcase them that they own like this pair for example yeah um but you could also resell a physical item as an nft as well so that's really um there are a lot of possibilities how you could use uh, this technology um, like overall in general so cool. brands are really exploring how they can uh, get into the space and for example um, items that could be purchased inside uh, games online games for example yeah. uh, you could you could buy like a piece of cloth um, that is also um, that also has a physical representation but the digital one will forever stay um, uh, as part of your digital avatar okay. so that's very interesting use case that's still kind of pretty early on we're still pretty early on in general in in nft space even though it looks like a a, a hype right now um we're actually just getting started uh in the nft wave and, and the long tail of this will, will come um in probably 18 to 24 months yeah yeah um actually the um the tokens in the games or like the um um nfts in the actual online games is a very very interesting use case right because um the game makers could actually have some things that you could find and buy that would be kind of unique to you and you alone exactly and, so that's uh, actually pretty yeah you wanted to say something um just wanted to add yes they they uniquely represent you uh, or your digital avatar but they also unlock uh, additional liquidity in case you need it uh, for anything anything you bought in uh, in digital space. Let's call it metaverse, right? Yeah. So, um, which which wasn't possible before. Uh, and you can track uh, anyone who buys it. You uh, can track the uh, ownership over time. So all the provenance data and its total worth is uh, forever stored on blockchain and could be aggregated. And this is something that Mnemonic also allows you to see is the whole like provenance history of your item okay great so um i guess my next question for you at uh, Monic is um who's your main customer segment you know for imperial like mnemonic where like i have you know all i i i, I kind of centralize all my nfts whether is it from a game whether i get it from like a marketplace some somewhere you know all of it just stays and it gets tracked from one place right so um who would you say is um the main kind of people that um use mnemonic today uh currently um uh, most of the dynamics uh, in nft space resolve around creators and okay. uh, as we know creator economy is is, is pretty big and is, is getting bigger um every day and yeah. so um what really nfts did this year is they they unlocked a lot of digital artists who now got to uh, those marketplaces and they got liquidity but on the other hand um it unlocked a lot of uh, collectors who had a lot of crypto um stored in their wallets and now all of a sudden uh, nfts represent this uh, investment vehicle that could be used for um uh invest like typical investing uh, as art but also for displaying your collection and so mnemonic is positioned to like appeal to uh collectors who would want to showcase down their collections and people like do that because um especially when uh um, they have something that costs them uh money to buy and especially if this nft represents something unique 
uh, either it's a piece of art, um, which is, uh, for example, only one copy is available, right? Or it's a um, some collectible that uh, is part of a um, some community collection, like CryptoPunks, for example, right? So um, people would uh, people like to uh, to show off and, and and showcase their collections. So mnemonic is is uh, really for collectors and and creators in in this space right now. Okay, okay, that's amazing. Um, so what underlining technology um pause um nfts um i think probably ethereum are there like other blockchain technologies that kind of power um nfts or like the marketplace that nfts are built on yeah the goal of mnemonic is to be a cross-chain solution so uh from from day one we uh designed the architecture uh, to support multiple blockchains so we're still uh, uh, in 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 beta, so we're onboarding uh, early users right now. Um, can't open it up for everyone. Uh, we're scaling our infrastructure, but um, yes, uh, in general, we are uh, going to support multiple chains. And right now, it's Ethereum, like you mentioned. Uh, the uh, the other one, which we're launching uh, probably next week, is going to be uh, Tezos. Um, where um, there is a there is a large marketplace on Tezos, which is called Hisset Nunk, Ohen, um, where a lot of creators are minting uh, NFTs and, and collectors are buying them. Okay. And uh, Mnemonic will centralize um, Tezos as well uh, in, into your profile. Uh, we're also exploring Solana and um, Zora and um, some other some other uh, interesting uh, blockchains as well. Okay, okay. That's really interesting. Um, I like that you're looking at other blockchain technologies. Um, I think that's really, really amazing also. Um, so how how would you like your journey to be, you know, building the money today? Um, it's currently in beta. Are you looking to raise money? Are you looking to really, really rapidly scale it? What's the plan for like um, the next year? Yeah, the journey is is awesome. Uh, we've been building this for just two months, a uh, little cool. short of two months, um, and uh, right now we're uh, uh, we are in the process of uh, raising a uh, seed round, and um, uh, we're trying to scale our infrastructure essentially as much as possible. We are uh, ingesting lots of data. It's just. Um, uh, at this current state, we can't uh, onboard everyone because then um, we would lose control with our uh, cohorts of users, but we, we would like to take a more measurable approach. Um, there are some other companies like Showtime, for example, <clears throat> that are building a purely uh, sort of um, social NFT based social network. They call it Instagram for NFTs. Okay. But uh, we and and they open for everyone. But we are not positioning ourselves as a social network. We don't want to be a social network. We do have some social features like following, for example. But uh, the main sort of uh, uh, product uh, is all around putting your collection and putting your uh, putting a user like in front. It's all about it's all about our users, not just the network. Yeah. And so uh, that basically influences the decisions we make and so this is why we're taking this measurable approach uh, by like onboarding first users getting feedback iterating on the feedback uh, and building on top of that yeah yeah I, I I really like the way you are also thinking like you're thinking of social cues 
into the products even though you are not trying to like build a social media or social network right so mm-hmm. i really like that part because it just um goes to show how much you are really focused on the user and like behavior that users are used to right so just taking from all of those social behaviors and then uh, appealing it into or coining it into like a use case that solves for you instead of like turning into the whole social network is actually really yeah cool. uh- I think yeah I think this is uh the best approach you can take these days and build community around what you're doing first and we actually have a Discord channel that we opened up just uh, I think 2 weeks ago okay. um and there are some uh, pretty amazing people like joining creators who are giving lots of feedback they're literally I, I was surprised to see uh like how much effort uh people are putting into writing a very detailed feedback I'm super grateful for it and it definitely helps to kind of uh uh move the product and and uh make sure we're uh building something uh that people will use yeah yeah i think that's actually pretty incredible um i my next question for you would be um this is still really early days but what would you say are the two major challenges you face on a day to day basis running in mnemonic today uh two major issues yeah that's it um I guess one of the issue was that he, uh, we did not support multiple uh and and you're talking about functionality right or uh, something or... sh- no, no no just generally it could be functionality it could be like generally just running operations and stuff mm-hmm. um well one of the feedbacks we received was that uh, uh users wanted to use multiple wallets um and even though we uh, sort of planned uh Mewanic to 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 support multiple wallets that wasn't the first thing that we launched and uh uh what we discovered later is that, is that uh there are quite a number of uh collectors who uh store different types of nfts in different wallets even if it's on ethereum they would use just different uh um wallet addresses to store all different kinds of nfts and so um this uh being able to like filter out and separate your collection by wallet is something that um was one of the issues i guess in the, in the in the very um kind of early early stages um let me think about another one hmm. uh it's a good question uh i think the discovery right part uh is something that we're iterating on uh creators especially today they they ultimately want to be discovered um they want liquidity and they want to be put in front of um uh, collectors who would who would buy their stuff right um the fact that we don't have a discovery page yet but we're working on it um was another kind of like issue that we discovered early on yeah okay okay that's actually pretty amazing i like the fact that you actually getting a lot of feedback really meaningful ones from your customers um and the very last question i have for you is what would you say i mean it's really still early days but what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned so far just building a startup in this space that you like to pass on to like other founders um i think i'm more general no matter which space you're building in there'll be a lot of kind of ups and downs one day uh you wake up and you think like everything is going great and um that you're that you have a vision and you're building towards towards that vision next day <clears throat> as more information uh, comes and you discover new things um you may be you may feel down by i don't know by what your competitors are doing or a thousand other things definitely uh 
um, I think the best approach is to take an average and of, of both of this and just uh, try to feel yourself somewhere on, on the average between the up and down and um, just continuously um, make progress no matter what um, adjusting of course uh, the course uh, slightly um, zigzagging um, so-called right one of the things I've learned is um, if especially if you have uh, competitors uh, you should be doing something your competitors aren't doing right so uh, it's called zigzagging uh, zigging where everybody else is zigging and so if you see your competitors are doing X you you try and position yourself to do uh, Y and but doing so not losing the North Star and like where are you actually going at the end um, for as long as you have that I mean those ups and downs are are not really uh, relevant in the grand scheme of things and what's relevant is just making continuous progress and on users feedback and, and on, on product itself yeah yeah I think that's actually pretty amazing um and um I know you are a fellow at on deck um right how is the experience so far for you well, it's been great it's just the second week though uh yeah. really early on but um I think uh, the cohort of people is amazing and everyone I've met so far are like super helpful and pretty helpful yes um, yeah it's, pretty, it's been pretty great yeah yeah and you know thank you so much on this gesture I'd like to say thank you so much Andre for coming on the couch today this has been a conversation what do you think of course yeah absolutely thanks for your questions uh, great yeah, questions yeah yeah and for everyone listening you are an artist you digital artists you know you are beginning to collect nfts um you know make sure to check out mnemonic um make sure to just check them out because they actually just help you with um a lot of um collecting all your pieces all your nfts being able to track them where they are the prizes and also just showcasing you um, to all their community of other artists, other um, people that would love to also get to see maybe your collections and things like that, right? So it's mnemonic.art. So make sure to check them out today. And you already know that every single week we bring you amazing people like Andrew on the couch. So make sure to subscribe, make sure to share this episode with your friends. And until next time, see ya. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.